to a double-sized episode of iZombie Radio. Yes, you heard me right. Double-sized. Uh, some weird things happened in the Matrix and we couldn't get the episode out to you? I think that I think that that's a good enough explanation. I'll take um, it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the weird glitch happens and uh yeah, so here we are. Uh I'm one of your could, hosts, Sean. <laughs> that could have been a great episode of just Blaze talking to himself since that's all that was <laughs> <laughs> sounding like a psychopath. <laughs> We're getting no responses. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm responding to just no, yeah, just total silence. Like, Chris, I think you made a really good point there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It would have uh, made Blaze look one heck of a lot sillier and a little crazier than the man already is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the whole crew's here, uh, you know. The same old crew. We don't no special guests. No one's missing or thrown into the void, so to speak. So we're just gonna get right into it because uh, we've got quite a bit to cover. Holy cow! Uh, two episodes worth of a show that's literally jam packing every single bit of plot into these episodes. It is nuts. Uh, we first episode. On our docket is the dancing episode five, six, seven, eight. Not the number, the verb. Got to keep a joke in from last time. Uh, <laughs> and so, thoughts on that episode? Maybe a brief recap since it's it's been a hot minute. And I, I was going to suggest something because this is like this is how we like to do this podcast, guys. It's kind of just like um, this is like I, I kind of want to. I was thinking of just doing like a freewheeling thing of like, do you want to just like open discussion about both episodes and like, and we can kind of just like go in between them both and maybe even talk about it like, like you know when we connect the dots of certain things. Like for example. Like, I know we talked a lot in our recording about, like, Dolly last week and what she is as a villain, and we get introduced to a new villain in episode four, so, like, maybe we can make, like, a whole villain discussion, sort of. Um, okay. you guys, I'm you guys down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then it was this episode, which was episode three, right? You said, which is seven, eight, nine, which, uh, or excuse me, seven, Six, eight, seven, nine. eight. Six, seven, eight. Oh my gosh! Uh, the uh, pun um, doesn't work if it ends on nine. I know, I know, very true. Um, and then what? What is episode four? Uh, four called John. Dot zom. <laughs> there you, you know, go. Like a website, but for zombies. And I would say, as a brief recap of both episodes, uh, so in six, seven, eight. Um, live with the assistance of Ravi um, uh, like infiltrates a, a dance competition of sorts they're trying to f- figure out who killed this one couple uh, the brain of the girl of the female dancer is very like codependent on the male one um, leads to a lot of hilarious like hilarious 
things, including like Robbie, you know, Robbie, uh, what was he doing at one point? The one dance move? I can't remember now. He, the uh, floss. Flossing, thank you. Yes. Um, he was The flossing. Fortnite floss. <laughs> and, and while this is going on, Clive is dealing with um, Michelle coming back into his life, his Ambazia's life, and she's pregnant. Um, and there's some complications there, which we'll get into. And then I think we'll talk more about it, too, because it has to do with episode four. But um, Jordan's brothers being newly orphaned and mm-hmm. uh, what's really going on with Renegade and how there's some new wrinkles in that with the introduction of, uh, of Mr. Moss. Um, and then episode four, as the title suggests, has to deal with this, like, tech mogul guy. I think that's what Cornell was. and uh, Basically, Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> <throwers>. <laughs> yeah. Less flamethrowers, possibly more bunkers. And possibly more drug use. Uh, yeah. given, the, given the mushrooms in this episode. But also um, possibly takes less. limitless to a whole new level. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, unlike Elon Musk, like, oh man, I'm going to smoke some weed on Joe Rogan. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of new interesting things here, especially I can't really wait to talk about Al Bronson, the profiler that Blaine is being interviewed by and what she might be up to. And then, yeah, we got to talk about the quote-unquote the boss who the Fillmore Graves inspector introduces us to and and what he might be up to um as well but in that Liv eats the brain of cornell and she's kind of like it, it, it at least has some funny stuff she's like super analytical she eats mushrooms um but it's more about Liv. i think it's more about uh she's kind of more of a takes a backseat a little bit in this episode and it's more about uh i think setting up uh, some of the the more villainous arcs of of the season. I think that's a pretty good synopsis of synopses of uh, both episodes. So, yeah, yeah. A little sp- I think you did well. No, it works. So back to you, Mister Host. Lead the way, Sean. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so. <clears throat> trying to gather my thoughts here. My brain's a little more loosey-goosey today than it should be. Uh, oof. This is not good. Uh, <laughs> given where... Given how this episode kind of sets up another faction, how does this change up the sort of dynamic that going forward with the characters that we have, um, you know, the whole zombie website, that revelation with the zombie dead ender paparazzi and also, uh, Al finding the, the mask from the video that killed the, uh, former, the former mayor um. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'll say. I mean, I feel like across both these episodes, like Chris said, and 
um, sort of what you're leading us into, Sean. I feel like there was a lot. We're finally getting, at least on my end, the kind of season uh, set up that we've been waiting for. I mean, I feel like uh, these were both table-setting episodes to an extent, uh, but they, they really started to, to take some big steps forward in the plot. So, um, for me, I... I feel like this, we're really seeing the show start to move towards its end game. Um, I think that, I find it really interesting that we're watching um, these outside forces kind of, I guess, take over. And to me, what these two episodes accomplished was showing you, uh, showing us the viewers, I guess, what's the best way to explain it? I guess, um, just how... How many other people are involved in this conflict? I feel like the show's scope obviously has um, very much expanded with the new Seattle and everything, as we've talked about in the past, and how this, you know, that was the end of last season itself was just a complete, or um, or not the end of last season, but just uh, like last season and everything that has unfolded since then has really been such defining game changers. And I feel like this season has done a good job of. Uh, expanding on the city and kind of really broadening the scope of things. And that's what I'm kind of interested to see here because I guess to me, I haven't, as I, I haven't really been too impressed by Dolly yet. And I was really glad that we got our second villain because that was my, um, I, I think I said it in our, our first episode or two. I was, I was hoping that there would be more and I kind of like where this is escalating in that, uh, our uh, protagonists are just going to be sort of in the middle of this. Sorry if I'm rambling a little bit, Chris. I don't know if you want to jump in, but no, no. I think you hit on a good note, which is that they're kind of screwed from both sides. Yes, you know, our protagonists are always trying to toe the line with zombie um, human relations. I mean, hell, that's what the whole high zombie show is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's clearly like, you know, a fun kind of funny thing because the show's eye zombie, but in a lot of ways, that's, it's, it's a similar thing. Uh, it's similar to what the show's characters are trying to accomplish in that it's trying to kind of heal these relations between, um, zombies and humans. Whereas with Dolly, you have her going to such extreme lengths to kind of rid New Seattle of, um, of zombies and we see that with the you know with what happens with the uh with the school in in last week's uh episode with the you know the kids being um uh what's it called with the kids being uh bullied and and then the uh and then them being like uh quarantined and there's a line from uh uh Dolly that she says like if we if we had SARS we'd quarantine them mm-hmm. or like you know uh, and that you know they're doing all this discrimination under the guise of a lice check um, so you have it you have it kind of in that rampant way of uh, of it's almost like this like not subtle but it's this kind of disguised discrimination this disguised fight against um, zombies, and then you have Dolly also doing these extreme things, such as the suicide bomber from the first episode. So she's kind of attacking it on all fronts. Um, 
and, and so we have the pressure from her on the one side against the zombies, and then we have this this boss guy, and I don't believe we got a name at all, right? He was just the boss. No. Um, yeah. He's got a weird um, metal plate on his head, presumably yeah. preventing gunshots to the head from the behind. Like, I don't know. I have a theory. I don't. Not about the plate necessarily, okay. but I have, a, I have a theory of who he could be. And him snorting sort of like the... Utopium. Like, was... Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, it has okay. to be. What yeah. if... Do you think he's patient zero? Oh. Because he has he has utopium. He basically instantly went into, uh, like, rage mode. And as if he can As if he controlled it. Because if he was patient zero... Uh, oh, I don't. Damn. I don't quite understand the uh, plate unless it's just generally like a result of experimentation or you know, kind Holy of shit. generalized oh along those lines. But what if he is our patient zero? Uh, wow. Yeah. Could very much well. Be. And how interesting of a like final villain would that be? And potentially something that unites Blaine and live together, even maybe. Yeah. You know? um, although I think Blaine's going down for uh, for other reasons, which we'll get to, I'm sure, in a minute. But wow, yeah, okay, that was not, yeah. God damn, that's good. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't like because we were just introduced. I really don't have anything else to go on. But it was just. It kind of, it felt like he, between, again, between, the weird thing to me was when he just instantly, without a thought, was able to rage mode, kill that guy, and come back out. And then the fact that he has Utopium, like, it all kind of just feels like it's added, and, you know, and again, that, the what his quest is, obviously, of, like, making zombies the dominant uh, single species, essentially, humans' time is over and everything, it just feels like a culmination of everything this show has presented us with and sort of the utopian coming back, you know, felt like a, a little bit of a, it, it, everything, it just feels like a good, it all makes sense. I don't know why yet, but it just does. (laughs) No, I, and I like that better. I think that's a better option than if he's just some, some like new science experiment, right? Like he's been experimenting. That he's been experimenting on himself to kind of push zombie kind further, like he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's great, Sean. What do you What do you think? Honestly, with Blaze saying that, I'm like, what? That makes so much more sense. It because it it honestly felt like it was he was just some random guy at first, but. It's. We've come too far. Like it just in my mind, the show has to give us yeah. some endings and some Something. answers. And I feel like, especially in the fourth episode, um, you know, it re- again, it really felt like we took major steps between the Blaine stuff, between the again, this guy's reveal. I felt like we actually started getting. Um, kind of a little closer to our conflict and what how this is all going to come together. You know, we've talked about in the past how iZombie has always been great at, you know, bringing its multiple plot points together 
and uh, coming, crafting these clever and kind of interweaving stories. And uh, like you said, Chris, I mean, Blaine's obviously dealing with his own thing right now, what, even though he doesn't know it yet. But um, at the same time, if we get there, it could bring him and Liv together because they obviously, you know, it all leads back to them at the boat party and everything. And, um, and then with the Dead Enders doing their thing with the website, um, it just feels like a, there is a shitstorm brewing. And it will be, and, you know, and to me, the other thing is, like, we've, we've seen this, it's always, you know, it's always been for the last season now, human versus zombie. And that's, again, to come back to Dolly, right? Like, to me, she was very unappealing because we've kind of, we've seen these characters before. We've seen just the general racist zombie haters. And I, I feel like she becomes more compelling because of the website thing going on. I feel like that's a pretty interesting development, especially with how things ended with the teacher. And then, um, and then, you know, it just, it gives to me more of a purpose to the general human v zombie storyline. If we actually get a motive from the zombie creator. Blaze, you cut you cut out. Oh, did I cut out? Yeah. Um I don't know where I cut out at, but Can you still um, hear me? You were... Yeah, now I can hear you. You were saying something about how this would be different than the traditional zombie human. Well, I uh, so all I was saying is that I feel like um we've seen the whole Dolly thing play out before. We've seen the racist anti-zombie storyline from last season and I liked that this episode gave us the development of the Dead Enders website um, outing these zombies, and especially with um, the teacher coming into play and how that ended. But I think it just gives more of a purpose to the human versus zombie dynamic if we get to see sort of this mastermind, patient zero creator of zombies behind it all. To me, it would just give, it would just add new life and kind of logical Bring things full yeah exactly because like you okay. have to you have to i think in a lot of ways for the final season you have to look towards the beginning of the show again and they even did that in the opening of the premiere where the opening scene of the premiere kind of uh, mirrors the opening scene of the series premiere yeah with the zombie at a convenience store um, I, I wrote about that in my review of the premiere where they're, they kind of reflect each other. And so going back to where it, where it all started with the boat party and maybe who this patient zero was, that could be really fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, that was the one guess. And we already see that he's, Willing to go to extremes, right, Sean, with threatening um, Moss's husband. Yeah. Yay, yay. This is getting crazy. <laughs> Honestly, like, I love it when final seasons do this, where they just amp the stakes up even higher. But. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. of what else to talk about. Like, there's so much to even begin talking about. I don't know where to start. One other well, thing, I have. Can I? One, sorry, one other thing. Um, I at least am curious to discuss. Do you think that the reveal of a bunker, a nuclear bunker, could imply a certain amount of people uh, getting into said bunker if the military decides that New Seattle is mm-hmm. worth blowing yep. up? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was thinking that the I, I zombie becomes the hundred. Oh. Now or, yeah, um, or something to that effect, or maybe, maybe that's the penultimate episode where they all feel like they have to go in there because there's a fear of them dying, and ultimately it doesn't happen. But I, it's a it's a it's a check it's Chekhov's bunker. Got to get used. Yeah, I. I have a feeling it's not the last time we're going to talk about the bunker, for sure. Because you don't just sort of drop that knowledge onto the show without kind of seeing it out, you know? Um, Yeah. It's one of those things, like, you just don't do that. But yeah, um, I I think I think so too. So, going from that, do uh, going off of that, do we think that there's going to be any sort of leak coming in the further episode like and a further episode going off and saying oh we have this bunker here but we only have room for x amount of people and we're gonna see even more fallout from that like humans fighting humans over it sort of deal i mean i think so potentially and it's also a matter or or it's one of those things that our our main characters just know about, and like if New Seattle breaks into all-out war and it's straight bedlam, I could see Robbie like being someone who thinks of it, you know, and being like, "Well, what about Cornell's bunker? Um, you know, that this is a place we could go and kind of keep safe." Because, and I could see him. You know, maybe staying down there with Peyton and Clive and Fazio, especially if Fazio is still pregnant. While I could see Livin' Major like in the fight, you know, um, uh, or or trying to do something, you know, being their sac- self-sacrificing selves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it could go. I think it could go uh, either of those ways. Either it's like a, a bigger argument kind of thing, like a bigger point of contention, like you're saying, or. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I don't see. I don't see them going in there and a bomb actually going off. I don't think they would. I don't think they're gonna. I think the show's ultimately too hopeful for that. But uh, 
I don't know, man. It's but the bunker's gotta, it's gotta get used at one point for sure. Yeah. And, and the debate, and the, the debate becomes too like zombies can't reproduce, so yeah, you'd want to fill it with humans. Yeah, you know, very true. Way, if you're trying, you know. So, but, um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know, but. I do wonder if if Blaine's gonna. I mean, I feel like is Blaine gonna survive to have the chance to get in there though because of of Al. So yeah, do, do we know who she, who she's working for? Not no no. I, okay, I know they. I just wasn't sure. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss it because they had that one quick scene. Where she was talking to somebody. Right? Yeah. She was on the phone with, like, her editor. Yeah. And I... It might have been stated. I might have just forgot. But she could be working for a newspaper or a magazine publication. We know she's a zombie herself. So... She would have had to be relatively local, so I would say a local she's working, newspaper. She's working for Bluster Magazine, is what it was called in the um, in the episode, but I don't know if that's a cover. Yeah. And she's working. Or if, because she said she was originally profiling Baracus before he died, and if she, like, in her researching on Barakis caught wind of all this and then decided just to pursue it because it's a story. Um, just doing yeah, more, like, investigative you know. uh, duty, essentially. Well, yeah, because I'm also wondering, too, like, she said, like, you don't have these nails unless you're a zombie, but, like, it could all be an act, potentially. I mean, we still haven't seen her eat brains yeah. or, you know, like... I mean, obviously, if she stays at Blaine's place and she sleeps with Blaine, if Blaine tries to, you know, be romantically involved with her in any way, physically and sexually, even if they kiss, the you know the sharing of saliva could could you would know, prove that. Her. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. If she'd want to put herself in that risky of a position, but. But, I mean, it's a possibility. Now that she's kind of been duping him, what else could she be lying about? But I, I like that someone has a one-up on Blaine for once again. I was, yeah, I was a little surprised that they um, included that just because I didn't expect it to be kind of so simply to have him be so immediately and directly targeted, especially for that specifically. Um, and just for her to, like, immediately find the mask... Um, you know, we've talked about kind of Blaine, you know, how he gets away with everything and, and only a couple of the main characters really know kind of what he truly is, uh, has been doing throughout the seasons and how we'd like him to see him go down and everything. But yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that, uh, that plot line because it's, I feel like Al is, Al is just like the most the complete wild card that we have in this show right now. She's just like the most unpredictable with where this could go. Um, especially because it's not well, even like, go ahead. 
I was going to say, too, the interesting thing is, is you guys remember, right, that they gave Barakas the cure in that video and then killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this could lead back to the whole thing that she's also figuring out, okay, not only did he kill Barakas, but he's the guy with the cure. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting because it's like so is it, a whole is mission a, of like find, that, the, find a, the killer, find the cure. Yeah, is this a selfish pursuit for her to get to the cure for someone else or for herself, or hmm. is this actually about finding Baracus's murderer? Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, it could be a combo of the two, but... Yeah, interesting. And I'm... Man, there's so many moving parts right now. I, I don't think I realized how much, like, how much they have to actually tie up. There's mm -hmm. quite a lot. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we haven't we haven't even checked in on the CDC sort of arc that the season's going off either because last two episodes, nothing like. No phone calls, no Skyping, no nothing. Just them moving on to the next set of plot points, you know? So we are literally jumping. It's ugh, kind of weird for me to say it, but it's kind of like a Game of Thrones amount of whiplash from how quickly we're moving from point A to point B. Not as whiplashy as, like, the first season of Game of Thrones, but... Kind of a similar feel, if you get what I'm saying. Um, I mean, I appreciate that comment, but I don't know if it's so much whiplash from the pace necessarily, and more it's just like, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed with just how much story we have to tell. Um, yeah, that that's kind I, of what I was getting at. Yeah, because I think Game of Thrones' issues, too, not to turn this into a Game of Thrones podcast, but... Um, no, that'll be our next podcast, no worries. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. Um, I think the issues with that were more um, regarding not earning the certain character moments and stuff, and iZombie uh, has done that, I think, really well, and, you know, and is, and is continuing to, to, to kind of set up those arcs and pay off certain ones already, I think. Like, um, even with, like, something as simple as in episode four, seeing Major kind of take on this new role with Renegade and the kids, it's almost like he's going back again to these full circle moments with season one, him almost going back to that work at the shelter, right, with the, um, with the orphans, right? Um, yeah. He, yeah, so, like... I think we're getting those, like, character beats that are good, and we're getting those character arcs that are working. This just has a lot of plot, but I also feel like we have a lot of plot right now because we're still doing cases of the week, and I feel like the cases of the week are going to slowly fade out as we get into the back half of the season, which is mostly... This is pretty much always the case with iZombie, um, where, you know, they do a good job of sprinkling in the... Um, overarching season story into each case of the week episode and then like the final few episodes are more focused on like the main villains mm -hmm. and I think that's what, what we'll probably get here um, I'm just personally glad too that we are still getting 
a lot of the fun moments though like um like like the dance stuff from last week was just you know i know we i know we talked about it in but like to kind of go back to it right like we got you know robbie and Liv dancing together we got um you know the the entire dance montage from last week i think was just a thing of beauty um you know and they're getting all the fun stuff uh they're still giving us the fun stuff, the, and they're giving us the... Mo- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, pretty much, there's, yeah, they're still giving it to us and kind of getting it, uh, giving us those moments now. Mm-hmm. Before, well, before completely it, tearing our hearts out. <laughs> I think so. I think, because, yeah, because I think we are going to get, as we did in our, like, predictions, I think we're going to get at least one major character death, and... And so it's important for us to have those moments, those fun moments. And even, like, it's fun, but it was also, like, like Ravi learned to dance because Clive and Liv took the time, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a nice reminder of, like, this really started with the three of them. Like, if you think back to season one, um, yeah, Clive wasn't in the know, but it was always the three of them working on cases, and Major was kind of off doing his own thing. Peyton was barely a supporting character you know and and blaine was just your 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 numero uno villain um and so it was a nice reminder of kind of where we started and how that relationship has developed and and we've got so like it's fun but it's also um it's a good it's a good uh what's it called it's it's a good character moment as well similarly the the character moment right that we talked about with um with Basio, with what Basio chooses to do with regards to Michelle and the pregnancy. Um, that's a really nice moment of giving us some character insight into, into Dale. That's not, yeah, it's, it has to do with her relationship with Clive, but it's so different than her in her like cop role. Right. Yeah. And it's such a subversion of the love triangles we saw with, you know, something like Robbie, Peyton, and Blaine. Um, I, I just like the fact that despite how heavy, plot-heavy this season's been so far, that we are still getting those moments, because s- similar to Peyton's feedback about uh, High Zombie, um, it, it, are, it is those, like, those character, those character moments, those heartfelt moments, I think, that keep us coming back to the show more than anything else. Yeah. Definitely feel that that's the case, um, and it it really is nice to see the show kind of go. Hey, remember how this character used to be? Here's a slight glimpse of it again, just to remind you where they're from. And here's how here's literally how much the world has changed since then. Like the entire world basically did a 180 for a lot of these characters. Major became a little more... I mean... I wouldn't say 180. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It... Hmm. With Major specifically, it kind of put his sort of... Uh beliefs and values in like in question when he took over 
for Fillmore Graves, but has kind of shown that he's still basically the same major from before, albeit in control of a giant zombie army now. <laughs> well, yeah, that goes back to our discussion from a couple weeks ago, I think, right? Where is he going to become the new Chase Graves in any way? And, I mean, I think that... I honestly think that Jordan's brothers coming along is one of the best things that could happen to Major for reminding him of, you know, the work he loves, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that, and then I, I think again when... Because... Um, when they eventually find out everything that's going on and you know, it's, uh, it's basically them, our protagonists of this entire story stuck in the middle of a larger conflict or some basically a larger conflict than they, uh, than they realized was going on. As, you know, we've seen obviously these pieces and everything. And I think when major realizes that he has, uh, you know, been, been kind of duped by his own men and everything. Um, and with the connection that we're seeing of him sort of hanging out at the, uh, the renegade coyote base and everything because of Jordan's siblings and, and kind of having these more reasons to, um, handle this properly and do the right thing that we're, we're kind of, there's no reason anymore for him to, to go chase graves. I think we saw the closest thing, um, in his freak out at Peyton, because I think that's the one time we've seen him sort of dealing with everything and sort of a major conflict as a uh, as a leader. And to me, the fact that they wisely used his scenes in more meaningful, touching moments uh, in this most recent episode, while all this other stuff is happening under his nose, uh, I feel like you know they're they're kind of. Again, I feel like they're coming full circle, and this is we, we know what who this show is about at the end of the day, and um, and you know it wouldn't it wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel right if if Major sort of went on this like tyrant raid, um, but again, it's it's all about balance. So I think it was easy for him to possibly get a little lost in things when he only knew about a human conflict because he felt like the weight of zombies of all zombies was resting on his shoulders but now that they're going to have to navigate uh this balance and this peacemaking effort uh with this you know the, the new basically rogue zombie faction forming uh you know it'll it'll keep him kind of focused on the right things yeah yeah D definitely and i think it goes back to um, that line at the end of episode three, too, right? And it kind of speaks to this whole bigger zombie human conflict that we started talking off with the episode, which is that um, Jordan's brothers find out that um, Baron was a human and that all coyotes are human. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's the whole thing, right? Like, not to sound cheesy, but it's kind of the, the case that all our characters are kind of struggling to keep their humanity, whether they're zombie, zombies or humans you know that's what this whole that's what that's what this whole season i think is about and it's they're not struggling to keep their own humanity and they're trying to bring some humanity back to new seattle um and that's tough when you have people like dolly durkins or um sheldon the fixture guy or 
whoever this new boss guy is, right? Whether he's patient zero or not. Um, but... The fixture king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fixture king. Yeah, Jesus God. Um, yeah, and it's I don't know. And I just I do like how it is speaking to a lot of the the extremes of both sides today. You know, I think it's doing a really good job of that. Um, and uh, um, and I think it's doing it in a way that's not 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 so in in your face either. You know, I think it's being I don't know if I necessarily call it subtle, but um, certainly not uh, beating us over the head with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh, I don't know, and it's working for me, so I'm I'm really excited to see uh, see watch it all happen. Yeah, I agree. I actually, I think it's weird when I watched um, the fourth episode. I on its own, I it it didn't blow like it didn't necessarily blow me away, um, and it felt like it kind of ended a, a little abruptly. But um, when looking at the grand scheme of things and that in, you know, these in the last two weeks that they have accomplished so much. And I feel I felt like um, these two episodes kind of coupled together actually do a very good job of we, we kind of had two, you know, a couple of establishing episodes in the first two um, with that nice like two parter and everything. And then. You know, we had, like you, you mentioned, Chris, we're getting the, still getting the fun moments, a bunch of uh, interesting, you know, character stuff that uh, is enjoyable and has brought the season back well. But uh, this was kind of, I feel like we've gotten a lot of meat and a lot of uh, stuff to really dissect now where we actually have a sense for where the season's going. So I'm really hoping that from this point um, that the final season just kind of really ramps up and takes off. That's, that would be kind of my expectations going forward. Yeah. I, I'd agree. And I don't know how you can't kind of can't take, take off. Right. Sean with, with everything that's been introduced in this, this episode, there's just, there's so many threats, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it's just making me think how are they going to get themselves out of this because yeah it's mm, they're basically backed into a corner it feels like with not only having the uh, dead enders but we have that new faction we've got Blaine we've got the outside world like I'm just really intrigued to see how this all resolves and how they go about it. Will it be like a they kind of take down one little faction at a time sort of deal, or is it just all gonna come to a like a head at some point in time? And the fact that there are some groups that, while similar ideals may have preferred like different executions or um it could just end up being an all out war or between humans and zombies at at some point um it yeah it sort of how I i'm mean, feeling about it 
I feel like it has to get to that war-esque part at some point. Um, I think it's just a matter of is that an episode of the season or is that a multi-episode arc or is that you know, I think it's just a matter of how much time we are going to spend on that, but I, I feel like like we're not going to be able to sit you know, sit at the table with the boss and Dolly Jerkins and sing Kumbaya, you know? I yeah. agree. Something's got to give and some characters are going to go before the end of this. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just hope they save the last. Actually... No, go uh, ahead. Nah, the joke doesn't work. Now. I was just gonna say, uh, let's just hope they save the last dance. Ah, uh, uh, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, so. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, something's gonna. Something's gotta give with some of these characters, despite how much we may or may not like some of these characters. Um, I really do not see Blaine making it out at this point. He is a little too cocky for his own good at this point. Granted, the Capoeira brain scene was probably one of my favorite Blaine scenes in a while. So. Yeah, I was gonna say what, what made you what made you think he was cocky? The Brazilian dance fighting, or you know, I mean, the fact that he he brought over an entire musical group just to beat up some dead enders, you know. <laughs> it's a good it's, scene. It's, it was a really good scene. It's very Blaine. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is for sure. It is very very bland. Can't say that. Yeah, can't say he would have done anything different. But yeah, still kind of upset that they killed Moose in the dancing episode. I'm currently. Rewatching all of the most season, recent season of Riverdale, and I'm just like, they they did you wrong, Moose. They did you wrong. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. I uh, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes, man. Sometimes you uh, you get to you get to live on uh, on one on one CW show to die on another. You know. But, uh, or or you die on one CW show to then go die on a Netflix show, like that one character. I can't remember if it was Ben Button's actor, or if it was a different actor who was on Sabrina. But there's a little crossover there. But you know, uh, I I, I have yet I've yet to watch it. Yeah, no, all good, all good. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I, I honestly don't know if, if there's much more to talk about because we're seeing still more seeds being planted and things are escalating a bit, but nothing 
too, too crazy has come about yet. Yeah, I agree. Like yeah, I said, not. you know, hoping that uh, this really, like, kicks things off. I feel like they have, uh, you know, teased teased us. Teased us with, like, everything that's to come. This was, I felt like this capped off the first uh, rough quarter of the season. Or third of the season. I guess we're past, yeah. Kind of the first third of the season. They, they've, they've set up everything. And now... Um, yeah, it'll be, I think, you know, we'll get basically another third of uh, developing all of this now, and then a final f- group of episodes to kind of really close things out. Yeah, and uh, I'll just point out, as I always like to do, the the, the comic book title cards, the, the one, um, I Want to Dance with, Zom- uh, with Zombie for... Uh, six, seven, eight was fantastic, and then um, I really enjoyed the uh, the the tech munch one for episode four. I always like to jot those down because I think those are really clever. Um, and then uh, and just the last bit of humor that I really liked was Blaine's line to Donnie when he's like talking to him about like, well, it's hurting our business, and he just goes. Donnie, I went to the Wharton Business School for a semester and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, yeah, that, that was a that, good one. That got, yeah. but, um, yeah. O- overall, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with these first four episodes, especially the past two. Um, I think I've done some really interesting stuff, uh, and yeah, as as everyone's been saying, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, no. Uh, and I also think it's the last thing I'll say is with this challenging of the whole human versus zombie thing, how episode four ends with, uh, Melissa, I believe it was kind of challenging Liv and saying like, I'm not going to lose, I wouldn't lose any sleep over Sheldon being in prison. Like, would you, um, I really, again, like how the characters are kind of being challenged at every angle about like what they're willing to do in order to protect, in order to protect zombies, in order to protect mm-hmm. humans. And I, I'm very curious to see if Liv or, or, or uh, Major uh, are going to cross any lines at any point this season, you know? Um, is something going to happen that makes them cross a line and, and what, what could be the ramifications of that? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what, uh, that's what the, uh, the rest of the, uh, the season is for, for us to figure out. Yeah. So on that note, then we'll, uh, wrap it up. Um, surprisingly about the same length as a normal, just standard episode. So, uh, yeah, Chris. Where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me at uh, on Twitter at Seekinger13. Um, that's where you'll find all like reviews that I'm sometimes writing. Um, I've just I've gotten behind with iZombie ones. Um, I finish up with work slash well I work at a school so work slash school. Uh, next week we have exams. So I'll sh- I should hopefully be getting more on a weekly basis for iZombie reviews. It's just 
um, it's just been crazy, and I haven't been able to write about the night off, so that leads me to leads to some major delays. Um, but yeah, so follow me there for uh, all my writings and any other new stuff I might be up to, and m- might be, might have some cool stuff happening soon that we can announce. So um, yeah, that's about it. Alrighty, and Blaze. Well, you can find me at Blaze Hopkins. Um, not much going on right now, but always offering Twitter commentary and um, uh, yeah, possibly some stuff coming up soon. But um, but yeah, for now, just uh, check out Twitter. Hey everybody, we had a quick connection error at the end of the episode here, so I am just going to. Uh, plug Sean's stuff. You can find him at Snarky Sean on Twitter, and uh, he is obviously a part of the Geekishly Toku podcast at Geek Toku Pod, and uh, the Psych Rewatch podcast, Delicious Flavor. So check those out, and uh, we'll see you next week.